This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. And welcome back to another segment of Stopping Socialism TV. As always, I am your host, Donald Kendall. Joining me today, I've got senior editor at the Heartland Institute, Chris Talgo. We're going to be talking about uh, our second favorite socialist, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and how she's wrong about inflation, wrong about the elections in Virginia, basically wrong about everything, but what else is new? So we're going to be talking about that on this segment, but before we get into it, I had to put that call out there that if you uh, like this video, you want to see more content like this, you want to promote more content like this, the easiest thing that you can do is hit the like button, hit the share button, just leave a comment, anything like that's free for you to do, but it helps us get past those algorithms that are set up to prevent content like this from reaching more eyeballs. So Chris, you have an article that was recently published at townhall.com titled AOC's Inflation Solution, More Government Spending. Surprise, surprise. So um, on our various outlets, we've been talking about inflation a lot. Uh, the, the, the looming inflation, that's been a topic that we've been covering a lot. Many experts have been weighing in about the, the, the potential extent of the inflation that we are and going to be experiencing, the, the potential solutions to it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, thankfully for us, another expert has chimed in with their two cents, our second favorite socialist, like I said, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. She took to Twitter saying, if you are worried about inflation, it's important to understand why it's happening. Supply chain, labor, and healthcare complications. We can address these issues by investing in infrastructures, wages, healthcare, and benefits, aka signing the Build Back Better into law, an absolute bare minimum. So, Chris, your initial reactions when you see a tweet like that from AOC. So I started the column off by reminding uh, readers that AOC somehow earned a economics degree from Boston University. <laughs> so keep that in mind. During yeah, can the we have entire... a congressional investigation? Into yeah. That? Like... yeah. I don't know what kind of economic degrees they're handing out at Boston University, <laughs> but you tell me. So, uh, so you know, she starts off her tweet by saying, "If you're worried about inflation, then it's important to understand why it's happening." And then she, you know, starts to rattle off a whole bunch of uh, problems that are happening. However, what makes no sense here is that those are actually issues that are compounded by inflation. Those are not the uh, causes or drivers of inflation. So right. let's first get that out of the way. Second of all, her solution or her so-called solution to inflation is to spend more money, print more money, throw more dollars into the economy, which last time I checked will actually make inflation worse, not better. Yeah, no kidding. Well, isn't that the solution? Isn't that, isn't that their solution for everything? It's just more government spending. Any problem that you can come up with under the sun, the solution is, well, we just need more government spending. We need yeah, more just, programs and et cetera, et cetera. You just throw money at it and somehow, some way, the money just makes it all better. <laughs> right. Uh, you mentioned in the article further down here that uh, AOC has actually contributed to making the problems that she cited in her tweet, uh, like the supply chain disruption, some of the other things. You want to get into that a little bit? 
Yeah, so let's let's always remember that for the past couple of years, AOC has been a strong proponent of a universal basic income, of paid family leave, of uh, child care payments, of uh, increased uh, federal bonus unemployment benefits. I mean, I could keep going on and on, but obviously those policies have made the labor market uh, artificially, uh, uh, you know, disrupted. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what, what's happened is uh, we've got 10.4 million open jobs right now. And what does AOC uh, want to do to, to, uh, to, <laughs> to help the labor market, you know, uh, you know, spur growth, uh-huh. let's pay people not to work. There you so go. Obvious, obviously that will once again, just make it worse. She's not really uh, interested in, uh, in solving, you know, these, these problems. So one of the biggest uh, problems of the supply chain is lack of labor. It's real simple. There's an 80,000 shortage of truck drivers. Mm -hmm. You have to have truck drivers to transport goods across the country. You have to have people who unload cargo ships. When you pay people not to do things, that means that we don't have the available workforce to do, to do these things. It's, it's quite simple. So what do you think would happen? Well, first off, in that tweet, it says uh, signing the BBB, which is Build Back Better. What is BIF? Pardon my ignorance here. Bi- bipartisan Infrastructure Framework. Ah, of course. Okay, never mind. So, so uh, in your opinion, what would actually result of uh, from her solution to the inflation problem of passing the Build Back Better agenda and all of that stuff? What would actually result from that? So if Build Back Better becomes the law of the land you can bet everything that inflation will get worse all like all of the economic disruptions will just be made worse but here's another here's here's another uh part of that tweet that i think is really interesting so aoc says we need we need to pass the bipartisan infrastructure framework and build back better uh-huh. however on friday night aoc and six other squad members voted against the bipartisan infrastructure framework the only reason that passed is because 13 republicans in my opinion unfortunately decided to help uh, nancy pelosi somehow get that bill you know through the house which mm. it's already passed the senate so it'll go to biden's desk but even that bill that's going to spend 1.2 trillion it's not going to be on on roads and bridges and all the things that they want you to think it is 10 percent of that bill goes to what we normally refer to as infrastructure roads right. bridges ports a lot of that bill 90 percent of it is what they call human infrastructure so oh, it's it's good. it's it's just going to make the inflation uh problem worse their use of language needs to be studied at some point. There needs to be a course in how they, they use language to their advantage because they're fantastic at it. So what is it? BIF, uh, uh, bipartisan, it's not bipartisan. Infrastructure, it's not infrastructure. What does the <laughs> F stand for? <laughs> framework. <laughs> framework. Okay, I, well. I guess one out of three ain't bad. <laughs> one out of three. That'll get you a degree in economics at Boston uh, University. All right. Uh, what is the actual solution to the to the inflation specter in uh, from your point of view? It's very simple. So first of all, one one of the real drivers of inflation is the skyrocketing uh, price of gasoline, energy, natural gas, so on and so forth. I, I want to make this very, very clear. 
before Joe Biden entered the Oval Office, America was energy independent. The price of gasoline was a dollar less than it is today. The price to uh, heat our homes over the winter was 50% less than it's going to be this this winter. So on the energy front alone, which is, you know, the energy is the lifeblood of the American economy. And if you're going to have uh, uh, energy prices you go up 20, 30, 40%, which they are, due to shutting down Keystone XL pipeline, stopping all the new uh, leases on federal land, so on and so forth, that's going to uh, spur inflation from the get-go. Now we're, of course, uh, begging OPEC uh, to mm. pump more oil because he, he he knows that he's between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. So you got you know that, which... Uh, which is a main cause. But then you've also got all the other policies that that Biden's been pushing from the vaccine mandate, which apparently is in limbo now, uh, to to all the social spending, to all the uh, small business regulations. He's making it harder for Americans to go get a job, start a business, be innovative, add add to the economic growth. Last last quarter economic growth, 2.7%. Yeah, it seems like if you wanted to put a playbook together to encourage inflation and to uh, reduce economic growth, you'd be doing a lot of the same things that uh, AOC and the squad and Joe Biden are are doing with the intention of the opposite. But that's that's a whole nother story. So uh, also on the, the AOC wavelength, the, one of the big stories of last week was the Virginia elections. Obviously, there was a kind of a I don't know if you would call it an upset. Uh, would you call it an upset? Yeah, I guess it was an upset, right? A Republican take the governorship of Virginia. It was kind of a big deal, right? Oh, I'd say it was a humongous upset. And remember, everyone's focusing on the Virginia gubernatorial race, but this happened throughout the country. This mm. happened, you know, in New Jersey. It happened in Long Island, New York. It happened in uh, Seattle, Washington. It happened in school boards across the country. So this was a national repudiation of the Biden agenda. Yeah, I mean, even the governorship in New Jersey was like <laughs> kind of tenuous for a minute there, which is nobody was expecting it to be that close. But after, of course, after Biden won the state by 16 points less than a year ago. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, when something like this happens, everyone has their perspective of, uh, you know, how to make sense of the results and all of that. And again, our favorite, our second favorite socialist, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was no different. She took to, I, I don't know if this is TikTok or Instagram or something like that, but she, of course, had to weigh in. Let's listen to good old, good old AOC. Plus, on the election front, I actually think we have good news as well. I know that Virginia... Oh, come on. Come on, AOC. You can do it. I believe in you. Let me just refresh this. We need, I can't, I can paraphrase her, but you know, she's just, oh, you are the worst. You are the worst Twitter. I know that this was a, this was Jack Dorsey coming in here and, uh, (laughs) and screwing this up for me, but you know what? We're probably saving everybody's eardrums a little bit by just paraphrasing AOC, but she basically suggested that uh, her takeaway from the elections in Virginia specifically was that uh, this is what happens when you try to moderate your message and not uh, try to reach out and communicate directly to the more progressive wing of the party. So, Chris, when you hear that, when you hear that, uh, that the problem for the left when it comes to elections is they're not progressive enough, 
What's your reaction? A- AOC is just completely out of touch with mainstream America. Uh, you know, when's the last time she left her district, went to a place like Iowa, Nebraska, and interacted, you know, with hardworking Americans who are struggling to make ends meet? I, I, I can almost guarantee you the answer to that is never. Because she looks down upon those people. She doesn't care about those people. So she, you know, she lives in this uh, bubble in Washington, D.C. and in New York City in which, you know, she goes to these dinner parties where people just constantly talk about their progressive policies and how great they are and how, you know, they're so much smarter than everyone else. And if everyone would just listen to them and let them, you know, do whatever it is they want to do, then everything will just be so great. But you know what? The American people, they know better than that. You know, I'll add uh, to one of those echo chambers, uh, Twitter. I'm telling you, she probably lives on Twitter and Instagram with her little hive of followers and all of that. And the only things that she is exposed to are these very far left uh, ideals and perspectives. I swear, if you go on Twitter for anything and you just look up what's trending, you only get the far, far left perspective. Anything that's right of center or even moderate is drowned out by the Twitter mob of far, far lefties. So I think that's kind of the the sphere that she has found herself in. So of course her takeaway is this. And I mean like 2020, the election, right? Biden was elected because he was more moderate than the other front runner in the Democrat primaries, which was which was Bernie Sanders, our first favorite socialist here on the Stopping Socialism TV. But I, again, it's just like, wasn't that a lesson that they learned that like they had to go moderate with Joe Biden? I don't think he's ended up being moderate in his presidency so far, but that was supposed to be the takeaway from that time. It's the only way that we're going to get the middle of the road. Americans is, is if we go moderate with Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden ran as moderate and he has ruled as a diehard progressive. Uh, yeah. And 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 I think I think that's why his approval rating is now uh, 38%. And, and that's why, uh, Congress's approval rating is down to 12%. Kamala Harris is down to 28% because this is not what the American people wanted by any means. Wait, we, wait, wait. There's over a quarter of people that have a good uh, review of Kamala, Kamala Harris. I mean, come some, on. Somehow, some way, you know, you, you've always got your diehards on, on both extremes. Yeah. But, so, but I think the American people, you know, uh, on November 2nd, the number one issue, it was the economy. And the American people cannot handle 5% inflation, supply chain problems, you know, uh, no Christmas presents, you know, the most expensive Thanksgiving dinner ever, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, according to AOC, that just that doesn't even exist. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I would hate to, to live in a world where, uh, you know, she got her way with everything when it comes to not even like the policies that she's enacting, but just like the political points of view that she's putting forth for her own party. Like her solution is to go further left. You know what? Actually, I take all that back. I would love to see that. I would love to see a universe where the Democrats are like, you know what? Let's pivot harder left than even what we're already doing. I would love to see how that plays out in upcoming elections. It, it seems like that's the road they're, they're taking down. You know, they are putting all their eggs in Build Back Better basket, and I think it's going to blow up in their face. I do not think it will pass. Yeah, well, you know, if uh, the last Tuesday's elections were any sign of or any indication of what's going to happen in the midterms, uh, we'll, we'll see what the, what uh, that playbook leads leads them towards but all right uh chris talgo any last words you want to get off your chest before we sign off for this segment of stopping socialism tv i guess the uh, last 
just lastly, uh, you know, AOC was on TV uh, early October talking about Build Back Better and how, you know, they can uh, they can get the cost down by, you know, playing with the numbers, playing with the timelines, this, that and the other thing. And I am cautiously optimistic that the American people will see through that and reject this on its face. It doesn't matter if they say it costs 1.75 trillion. If it's there, it will be there forever. And our American dream will be gone forever. Hmm. Yep. Well, we are going to be constantly keeping an eye on AOC and Bernie Sanders for other updates on those two characters and anything else under the umbrella of stopping socialism. Make sure you routinely check in to stopping socialism TV here on YouTube. You could also go to, stoppingsocialism.com or you can find us on various social medias whether it's stopping socialism tv or stopping socialism on facebook we have a twitter account we have an instagram account we have a parlor account so you can find our content basically wherever you look chris join me in saying goodbye to the fine people bye everybody have a great week all right talk to you all later